Amy Souter, editor of PMG, short for Produce Market Guide, and retail and education editor for The Packer. And we have with us today, Brooke Park, the digital strategist for both of those publications in our media company. Uh, welcome, Brooke. Hi, Amy. So we're doing something different this time. We're kind of going to shift gears and focus more on the fresh lifestyles of people in the produce industry or influencers or just uh, interesting people. And um, we're all consumers of fresh produce, hopefully, <laughs> in the industry. So uh, we think it, it should have a universal appeal to you and and help us on all of our journeys in our personal lives and in the industry. So, yeah. Yeah, like you said, Amy, I, we are in a very interesting industry where all of our clients, our readers, our coworkers are all consumers of the product. So, um, you know, I think that the shift in branding to fresh living and healthy lifestyles is really applicable to everybody. Yes. And I love this theme. It's near and dear to my heart and a big motivator of why I wanted to work in this industry, um, sharing through all platforms uh, information about fresh produce. Um, so this time we are thinking about discussing how working in the fresh produce industry has made us more conscious of our food choices and how it's influenced what we buy, cook, eat, and make for ourselves and our families. So what comes to mind for you, Brooke, about yeah, that? Yeah, you know, I mean, so I've been in this position for three years, and the pandemic is going on year two. So, or maybe even three. I feel like I might have lost a year. Three now. Yeah, so it's hard for me to remember where I was at <laughs> in my life three years ago, because I also had two kids since then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah we both had a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> since then. The, yeah. The shift has been real. Um, <laughs> my produce consumption has skyrocketed. I don't know about you, but you know, with the perceived health benefits and trying to make my toddlers eat more fruits and vegetables, um, I have shifted more towards a plant-based diet with the addition of proteins. Um, and like I'll have a snack and that snack is, you know, just a cup of cauliflower with mayo and vegan mayo at that wow. and um, taco seasoning. It's just so good. That's amazing. No, I still have like chips or, well, actually right now I do have an easy peeling Mandarin nearby. So do you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm feeling like I might have a cold or something. And that also mm. just makes me want to have more citrus. I do use food as medicine, you know, yeah, the functional food thing. It, it is like what I write about for our industry influences what I eat and do at home. Um, I mean, I go through phases of, of being healthier and or not, um, you know, during a deep in the pandemic with a baby and trying to work from home with a baby who couldn't be in daycare. You know, the cooking was just like, I, everyone talked about how, oh, now we're going to bake banana bread or do sourdough starters. <laughs> like we have all this time during the pandemic. I'm over here just trying to survive. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, Who has all this extra time? 
during the pandemic. <laughs> Um, That's what makes fruits and vegetables so convenient, in my opinion, because it's like, oh, you know, you want a cucumber? Here's a little baby cucumber. Go munch on it in the other room. I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, especially now that they're making, I mean, I did just write something about snacking. Um, yeah. Their cover story of the next PMG magazine issue and how many cucumbers are one of the things uh, that they're making many versions of stuff more often to um, or promoting them differently, at least. Uh branding them like mini sweet peppers. I bought those recently, partly because uh, I'd been reading it on our publications. You know. <laughs> You're uh, a little biased. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, our, our work really does influence me. Um, it does, yeah. I mean, sometimes if you do read about a recall, I'll like go and check my produce to make sure it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it does feel good to be in the know. Whereas I might not have known if we weren't in this industry. Um one thing I have been doing a lot of, and I don't know if it's working in this industry has helped me, but, um, you know, like I'll save all my veggie scraps and I'll use them as a vegetable broth later. I'll just freeze it. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And so that keeps you from, you know, having to pay $3 for a box of chicken stock when you could use the free vegetable stock. All you have to do is boil it for hours. Little things like that, that, um, yeah, yeah. I have been noticing on social media that you are cooking like the, was it the last year or so more? It's just, I've gradually noticed you're getting either that or you're just posting about it than you weren't before, or I just didn't follow you as much. Uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, that's another thing that this job has done for me is it's really kicked up my, um, my love for social media. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Considering it's a big part of your job. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, well, that's why social media is perfect for our industry because it's especially Instagram with colorful produce. It's just a no brainer, right? We need to get those charcuterie boards on point, right, Amy? Yeah. Yeah. Something's coming up with that though. So I think, <laughs> okay. To be continued. <laughs> yeah. We are, there is going to be, um, I'm doing some live, not live, some kind of, uh, some company is partnering with us to, to do like a tutorial on charcuterie boards so with, exciting. A, with a focus on fresh produce. Duh. But <laughs> one thing that's made a difference for me is when I, I mean, when I went to the grocery store, I always, I pretty much always tried to look for where the produce came from. And if there was a local or a, yes domestic you know or a usa option i would opt for that one um but uh but i still if i want a particular thing no matter if it's not in season in my area or in the country uh i'll still just get it because i just want it um i want it now and i want it <laughs> yeah well what does your grocery scene look like in upstate new york i mean because all i have is references you know, Midwest, not a food desert, but very limited by my options. You know, if I want a Whole Foods or a natural grocers, I have to travel 20 miles. So what, oh. what does your situation look like? Well, I do have a Whole Foods, like uh, just a couple miles, like a few miles, maybe four miles away. Yeah. Um, Trader Joe's is far, well, now far for me, like 30 minute drive. So, um, but my husband still works in the city in Manhattan mm. and there's a Trader Joe's a few blocks from his office. So he'll, um, walk there and pick up stuff. Um, so I have that access, uh, but 
We have a local kind of high-end gourmet grocery store chain called DC Chios. That's really nice. I want to do a slideshow of their produce displays sometime. Um, they really, really have, you know, step up the game with that. Um, but we have Stop and Shop and um, ShopRite and Food Towns. Um, those are just like your general basic mainstream big supermarkets. Mm-hmm. Um, you have like what, high V? I don't have a high V anywhere oh. near me, but um, mm-hmm. my main is Price Chopper. And um, my backup, probably 30 miles to the nearest um, Trader Joe's. And then it's like That's 20 miles to Sprouts. That's far. Mm-hmm. Is anything else nearby it that you already are going to? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a special trip. Yes, it's a spe- well. Usually, I try to lump it in with some outdoor time, like the park, or going for a walk, or playing yeah. outside. Because there's a, a giant park right next to it. Ah, uh, well, that goes with the. I'm going to get all this, you know, really nice produce and healthy food, and then yeah. frolic outside in nature and be all, <laughs> yeah. you know, ooh, yeah. one have with a the plant, earth. right? Hashtag have a plant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I um. I do look at grocery stores differently now. And when I do look at the produce, the one thing that is so cool, it's almost like uh, back when I was maybe when I was an entertainment reporter, arts and culture, sometimes I would interview like a celebrity or something and, and be all giddy about it. Cause I never got jaded, but now it's almost like now I go into the produce department of stores and I see like a, a company, a label on there. And I'm like, I visited their farm. I know the owner. I just had an interview <laughs> with them last week. And I feel like I know a produce celebrity in a way. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. exciting. It is a small industry, like with, with in regards to people. Yeah. So like, it's exciting to be able to know, you know, know their names and their faces. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I just a few months ago or maybe a year ago, uh, it all blurs together these days but um i noticed on the onions in my supermarket it says minkus family farms and i've interviewed him for onion stories and he invited me to go visit their onion farm which someday i really got to do when it's the right season and that's really right nearby it's only like it's less than an hour away from where i am so um it's just so cool like to to really know where your food comes from we talk about you know, in our work, how that's what consumers want. And, but now we're experiencing it as a consumer too. Yeah. That's one of my biggest drivers in this industry is trying to increase awareness of, you know, where produce is grown, you know, where, where, where's this lettuce grown that I'm eating? You know, I just really think it would be cool to know that farmer's story. Well, with the QR codes, I did try it a couple of times with my phone when I'm, you know, at the store and I see a QR code on a label of a piece of produce, but one that I did, it just sent me to a video like advertisement that didn't really say anything. And I found it very annoying and it, it took a while for it to upload. And I'm just standing there in the produce department. Like who has time to just sit here and wait. And I waited all this time for it to upload the video. And then it just showed like beautiful farms and talked about how great they were and didn't give me anything useful. You know, I was like, 
I mean, I need, I want recipes or facts about the produce or, you know, at least show me the family and tell me when, what year they started. And I don't know, which I guess is not super useful, but it, it helps you know a little bit more about where it comes from. Not just generic, like okay. farming photo, you know, video with just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That transparency. Yeah. I get it. So I guess consumers could do that. I don't know how many are actually using those QR codes on the labels, but everyone's talking about how people are using QR codes more. Do they still do that in restaurants? I don't know. I don't do get out much having two toddlers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. With the pandemic plus toddlers, my restaurant use is way lower, but it, yeah, it's getting, you know, a little bit, a little bit more lately. I have a lot of restaurants. Uh, visiting to make up for but um yeah um one thing that i did that has affected me was um at least in the first year of my child's life is when i read a study for work about um and then i wrote a column about it about um how when your child the best time to introduce your child to like all the kinds of produce like bitter foods like kale and like vegetables that that you wouldn't expect a child to like is between the ages of six and 12 months and that's when you should try like so many things um just put it in front of them that's when they're more likely to to eat things and then they go through that toddler no 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 picky eater thing corn dogs hot dogs chicken nuggets only yeah (laughs) Um, I re- I thought you were going to talk about, uh, I remember that one, but I really thought you were going to talk about how the study where if you make 50% of their plate be a fruit or a vegetable, it'll increase their consumption because of its perceived, m- perceived more important on the plate. Mm. Oh yeah. I do that all the time. And I think it really helps. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that if you just put it, uh, I think I'd written something about if you just put it out there over and over and over um and just make it available yeah you know and repetition i think it takes like an average of 13 times of being exposed to something that they're unfamiliar with before they'll be willing to try it or like it or i don't know something like that that. seems high but i get it i'd read these things uh for work and then i actually go and try them with my child (laughs) um or myself you know and i I like the half the plate thing i think about that i'm like I should make half my plate, not just a quarter of my plate, a vegetable, you know, um, and color, color, color. And yeah. One thing I've been doing a lot of lately is I got myself a food processor and I've been hiding vegetables in cheese sauce for macaroni. Oh yeah. I need. Yeah. Yeah. I did also learn about smoothies because now my mm-hmm. child is in that picky phase and he I call it ice cream and they just like love it. He loves smoothies. Yeah. yeah. And even when it's green because of the spinach or the kale I put in it. Um, Cause I put mangoes and bananas and things like that. Um, and it's, he thinks it's a treat because plus he gets to use a straw. Um, Kids. <laughs> I know. Straws are fun though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I still think straws are fun. I just uh, love how beautiful the world is through their eyes. You know, everything's just so wonderful to them. 
Yeah. Well, except for greens. Yeah. So, I mean, both of us have been influenced by the studies that we read and write and post on and, um, and learning things, uh, how, well, I mean, we just did a interview with, uh, Karen Nadatza of, uh, Moxie marketing and talked about social media and some of the things she said about social media and was doing it for, for the industry to, you know, think about how they're managing their social media, but also thinking about how I do mine. And I was like, Oh, 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 <laughs> it's very insightful, <laughs> but that's not necessarily produce uh, specifically, but um, yeah, I, I do feel like I'm heavily influenced for the better by writing about this. Um, I, I look forward to talking to other people about healthy lifestyles and topics. And as far as this topic, I would love to hear from people in our industry, how working in this industry has affected their personal uh, food lives Um, in the same way we're talking about it, like how it's affected them. Um, And maybe we'll talk to a couple contestants of the Viva Fresh Expose Clean Eating challenge uh the the featured participants this year or our the winner of last year um or was it the year before um you know they're really they're industry members who took on this six month challenge of of um trying to make a difference in their health somehow through fresh didn't you win that one year amy um i want a drawing um they don't really have like one of the featured participants win and I feel like uh, someone else is kind of, if there was a win who like did the challenge the best, I kind of feel like John Toner would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we should have him on next. That would be cool. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I did, there was a drawing and I did win a Peloton bike, which is amazing. So I don't know if that's the prize every year, but, but industry people yeah. should do that, enter that contest because um, I mean, it does require a lot. Like you do have to um, share a lot about your personal journey, um, but you know, there's a chance of a Peloton bike. <laughs> eat more fruits and vegetables, get a free Peloton bike. Hey, and even if you don't win, it makes you like be healthier. So um, yeah, great. Win, win, win. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, thank you all for, for joining us for this casual conversation and look forward to talking to some of you and um I want you to, if you did like this episode or any of our other episodes, please uh, subscribe and maybe put a comment on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. And uh, don't forget to listen to our private, our previous podcast episodes, like that one I had just mentioned, Karen Nardatza was our last one, episode 76, where we discussed uh, using social media wisely and also how to do social media for your company uh, with limited resources, which a lot of us have these days with labor shortages and everything. So um, yeah, listen to that one. Listen to our next one, this one, if you probably already are, if you're hearing this. So thank you so much. And we hope we provided some inspiration, something motivational, useful, and we will talk to you next time.